Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother hello folks welcome to the big brother after show i am your host sam every thursday night except for last thursday we get together we talk about big brother we talk about strategy we talk about all the things going on we talk about spoilers man you got it all wrapped up in one tight little bow right here last week due to preseason football things got a little hectic and it just was either going to go late or don't go at all we just didn't go at all honestly probably had victor been um had paul and victor's work plan worked last week probably would have been on um found a way to get on but it would have been later but anyway after much discussion, you know, Victor goes home, he comes back. That was exciting, but kind of felt like a lot of people were watching the feeds anyway. So uh, we are back this week. Sorry about last week. Uh, and we are hot to trot and ready to go. What a crazy, crazy week. Um, you know, I could tell you it was really exciting and all this crazy stuff went on, but, hey, now's the time of year that I like in this show because now we can kind of concentrate on a, on a smaller group of people. We can talk more about strategy we can talk more about what we think is going to happen. It's probably going to have a little bit of legitimacy of accuracy, although I feel like we've been pretty accurate this season. I mean, not always, but, you know, we've hit some pretty major things that we predicted. Uh, so it's nice to have a season where you kind of flow real well. And this part of the season gets a little bit easier because we're dealing with less people, and there's a lo- it's a lot easier to kind of target down what strategy should be. Uh, listen, you know how this works? Uh, our, our sponsor, our partner, being TV, uh, Morty'sTV.com, please go see them. That's the place where you go. You get all your spoilers. It's a, it's a fun place to go talk to with friends, meet friends who like Big Brother. Uh, and you can get a lot of the info, like what's going on with the HOH comp. And we will fill you in on the HOH comp. As far as I know, right now, Corey is ahead with two letters. 
really didn't understand this comp, to be completely honest with you, until now that I'm reading what's going on. Uh, so apparently they've got to cross those eggs across the uh, gate, or the fence, I guess. And I always hate these comps. The chicken wire comp is, is the one that I would probably just not even try. I, I just Something about it just seems like an irritating long time, and if I didn't have to win it, I definitely think that would be one out of the regular comps that I would say, I ain't doing it. You can do you know what. I'm not going to do it. But, you know, they get in there, they do that. It takes forever. But apparently uh, Corey does have two letters down, uh, keeping in maybe the status quo. Uh, I don't know that anybody else has a letter right now that I can find, but it's possible. But anyway, main person in the lead is Corey. Uh, but – that is the place where you would go to find out this information, mortystv.com, at tvfanforums.net. Go on there. I go on there. Everybody goes there. If you're not, you're the one person in the room that is not aware of the secret, which is how great mortystv.com is. So please get over there. Enjoy yourself. Make some friends and talk about Big Brother. Um, you know, we go on our phone line. It's live. I can't take you immediately if you can be patient. My, my advice to you is maybe 15 minutes from now. Phone line is live. You can wait on hold until we get to you. It's going to be 713-955-0749. And call in. You see it every week. Somebody calls in. If we can take calls, we make the whole show about calls. I do that. I don't care. i got nothing to do. I'm with you. So that's the uh, case with this. Uh, Listen, I want to give a shout-out to some people on Twitter. Uh, Kimmy World, Wendy Pinks, Tigress, Big Brother Access, Melissa DeFlirt. The Flirt, not The Flirt, The Flirt. Uh, Casey Fox 1400, Desi and Cam K. I want to give all you guys a shout-out. You're always texting and quoting and not texting. We don't text, but you can quote, and we always talk back and forth, and I appreciate everybody. I try to give a shout-out to a couple of people that are on Twitter always being active, so I appreciate that. Uh, big things to have gone on this week uh, on the Twitter polls. Uh, you guys, I asked you. I feel like there's a lot of anger. There's some people that are happy, some people that are upset. Uh, and so my question was, what's the problem with Big Brother 18? Is it casting, production, viewers, or nothing? And I think a lot of people were confused with viewers. I think that sometimes what has happened is that the viewership has changed demographic and age. And what people are interested in, you know, we're in a more reality-oriented uh, world where people like reality shows a lot. Although I heard something about the Kardashians being canceled which is fantastic. I think it's fantastic for everyone in the world. But, you know, we're in a reality world with almost every show being reality, the Chrisleys, the Kardashians, the, you know, you just you can name them, the housewife shows, whatever. So we're in a reality-oriented world, and I think that more people, maybe demographic-wise, you know, maybe enjoy more of a reality aspect where they like maybe the showmances a little bit more. They like to cheer for somebody who's nice and friendly, uh, where a lot of us that are old school in this game, you know, enjoy backstabbing, lying, cheating, and stealing. So that being said, I think there's a division there, and so that's what I meant by actual viewers. Have the viewers changed so much that that's damaged the show because production may be trying to cater to that that uh, demographic, as would be normal. Uh, and of course, somebody said this that that was great, and of course, I put nothing in there. You love the show from top to bottom. Casting's great, production's great, everything's great. You're happy. Uh, somebody said twist, and you know, I really regret not putting that in, but I couldn't edit it. Once you do these polls, uh, they're kind of stuck the way they are. They lock in. 
and uh, you'd have to redo the whole thing. And you know how Twitter Twitter works. I mean, as soon as it's out there, you know, thousands of you guys are seeing it and voting, and I and I don't want to discount people's votes. So I, I did leave Twist off, but when somebody said that, I can't remember who it was. I have to go back and look. But man, it was like somebody hit me in between the eyes with a hammer. Yeah, the Twist or something as well, and I think that would have gotten some huge votes. Uh, so I'm kind of sad that that didn't make it on there. But the majority of you did say casting. You think that casting's the problem. And I think that's we're going to see a taste of that being resolved in Big Brother 19, or let's not say Big Brother 19. I got to put the brakes on. Big Brother over the top, awful name. Let's just go ahead and say it, awful name. I mean, they could have called it another name, or I mean, they could have just called it Big Brother All Access, and it would have been fine. I, I don't know. I just over the top just sounds kind of stupid. But uh, we're going to see a new casting company that I'm aware of. The new casting company is going to be working on this show, and apparently. Uh, the normal casting company that works with Big Brother is doing Big Brother Canada, and that's another big account that they handle. So they really couldn't take time to be in two places at once. So my understanding is that Big Brother Over the Top, the online version, will get a whole new casting company. <clears throat> if that's the case, it's going to be really interesting because we could see what new casting looks like. We could see what a different cast would look like if it's done by people with a totally different observation of what should be cast. I mean, things have changed so much, not only on television, but in America and reality TV, that, that honestly, I mean, it could be that you don't want to stereotype a nerd, and you don't want to stereotype, you know, the minority, and you don't want to stereotype the old person. You don't, maybe what you want to do is just say, look, let's just get, maybe their philosophy will be, let's get 16 of the most fun, most qualified people. We don't know. But if that's the case, then we will see some different casting and it'll be interesting whether or not they kind of stick to what uh, Robin Cass has done in the past, if it is, in fact, a new casting company, or if they kind of do their own thing. I think this is a great opportunity for them to experiment. I think the one thing that I like about this all-access version before we get into the week, I know you guys are saying hurry it up, but one thing I like about this all-access version that's coming out is that I think that it's going to be an opportunity, if they take it, to really try a lot of different avenues, to try a lot of different things that they can't really do on CBS because – you know, let's face it, CBS probably has a certain way of wanting to do things. And all this is this is also part of CBS. I think it's it's kind of like, well, we're pulling in this many viewers. We're pulling in $7 million over the summer. Let's don't break. Let's don't fix what's not broken. Let's leave it alone. But what if we take all access and kind of do things that we're always talking about wanting to do and see if it works, see if the fans are happier, see if we're happier in the show. I think all access might be an experimental play, and I think they do want to pull – programming to uh, direct on, on their on their application. I'm telling you guys, listen, I got a Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick, I've got the Raku, I got I'm telling you, these shows want you to go to their site and watch. TV's about to go from cable, and I think it's the only reason that they haven't really been able to figure it out is really live sports. Because uh, live sports being so popular, especially especially during the football season. If they can figure out how to make live sports work and how to play probably the franchises uh, to do it in the in the actual leagues, you know, I think that's something that's kind of holding it back. But I think television's going to go to this Wi-Fi, electronic app thing where Roku and Fire Stick's going to be the big thing. Apple TV's going to be huge. And I think it's going to take a couple of years. But I think all your shows that you really adore are going to start spinning off and going to there to see if they can pull people. And I think this is exactly the marketing ploy for Big Brother. They know it's a huge summertime. They know that we're very diehard and we'll do it. A lot of you guys said, I know that we did a poll on that, and a lot of you guys said, hell no, I ain't paying. 
But there's a lot of us that are dumb enough to do it. <laughs> and, you know, we'll sign me up, take my money. And we're going to be right there watching. And I think CBS is really seeing if whether or not this thing's going to fill out. So we may see new casting. The thing that you guys worry about the most, which is that, that part of it, could change in, in all access. And we'll know September 28th when we meet these people. I'm assuming that's when we're going to do it. We'll know. This is going to be a change in what they normally do. You're going to know immediately. Can you spot the guy with the guy or girl with the glasses? Can you spot the person with, and it's a minority. Can you spot the person who's maybe, you know, maybe gay? You know, they do that, and they've done it for years. I think when we see the cast, we'll kind of get an idea. Okay, we see some older people here. Maybe we see some, you know, people closer in their 40s. Maybe we see more married couples. The biggest thing I see in casting that's changed so much, and you guys can, can call in and agree, disagree, we'll get to you, but I think one of the biggest things that, you know, if you remember Danielle Reyes was married with kids, um, you know, there were people that were married. Uh, I think Maggie was married in six. I want to say uh, Cap, you know, Cap, Eric, I can't remember his name. I think, he, I believe he was married, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. But there were people that seemed to be older. They were married. Um, you know, some of them had kids. Some of them were, you know, maybe even somewhat religious. And it just seems like you had conservative people. You had people, oh, Rennie and uh, Jerry. Somebody just wrote in, that's perfect, uh, season 10. So to me, like Big Brother shifts. Okay, for you guys who are just new to this, Big Brother kind of makes this huge shift in season 12, in my opinion. Uh, it kind of shifts actually really in season 11, let's be honest, where they kind of go away. And I know 9 was one with all single people, but I think we can all agree 9 was, was pretty awful. But they kind of go for this thing from like 1 through 10 where they did have some people that were married on that show, and they did have older people, not necessarily married every time, but older people, and some people that had kids. And... I know that Derek was, but I'm just saying overall, uh, it just seemed like there were more people that were more maybe focused on the money and needing it because they had a family. And then you kind of see this shift go in season 11 where we kind of go more real world, and everybody, everything's a little bit more about looks. Everybody likes to look at somebody attractive on TV. I do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's probably why I will never have a shot to get on the show. But, you know, people like to see attractive people, and – so I, it seems like that's where things have gone. So it's kind of like a reality world, or I'm sorry, real world, like an MTV real world with money at the end. And people like the showmances, and I think the demographics change. So it's going to be interesting. The one thing that you guys were worried about the most or saying that this is the biggest problem with Big Brother 18 could completely change with Big Brother over the top on September 28th when we see these cast members, and maybe, just maybe, they're going to be a little bit different than what we've seen before. Secondly, you guys said that production. Those were the two biggest ones. Casting was 44%. Production was 37%. Production, a lot of you guys feel like production is very involved with with editing things a certain way and making people. A lot of people said that when Victor and Paul were selling their whole deal to each side of the house, that James was called into the DR room or DR and was told not to go for it. Who knows? I don't know. But a lot of you guys feel like production is a problem. I will tell you, I think a little bit of it is both. And I think this is a, a really fair, accurate poll that describes, I mean, you're talking 44% to 37%. We're not talking about a huge margin here. So I think, that's a, I think it's really a little bit of both. I think there's, a, there's an old-school production hang-up that's going on with just, a, just bad ideas. Uh, you know, no shot on production, but let's just be honest. A lot of bad ideas. 
a lot of bad uh, twists, um, and a lot of just not being able to think outside the box. So it seems like he's holding Big Brother back from going into the next kind of era. And production as well. The last time, I mean, a lot of you guys feel like Derek was a great player. A lot of you feel like Vanessa was a great player. I can't disagree on any of, any either, either one of those. But, you know, Dan's probably your last really, really, really great player. And a lot of people say Derek, but I still want to see Derek in a, in a, harder, in a harder house. I think that was, that was a really easy house to win in. But, you know, we haven't seen a Dan like in, in so long, and I know a lot of people do feel like Derek, but it's hard for me to, to put that together. Um, but, you know, it's just hard to see this, this next great player that's going to dominate like Will and Dan have and even Danielle Reyes being as great as she is. I mean, it's just, it's just hard to find those guys in a, in a, in a normal um, guest uh, of house. You know, it's just, it's just really tough. Um, some of you guys said viewers, 8%. I think some of you got what I was trying to say. And 11% of you said nothing. 11% of you said that you love the show the way it is. God bless you. I mean, I, I just that's all I can say. I'm from the South. Bless your heart. If nothing is wrong with the show, then I am happy for you uh, because I have watched the show from from the beginning on, and some seasons I've seen three times. It's changed a lot, guys, uh, and not for the better. Um, I asked you guys, too, before we get into everything going on, I said, if Victor is final two, does the second return help or hurt him? This has been a big, big discussion on a lot of the spoiler uh, websites. And 74% of you said it helps. 26% of you said it hurts. I think that's a great, great, great statement right there. I personally am in that 74%. I think Victor has a, a complete argument for, for winning. By being able to come back twice, please challenge if you want to. you got the number. You're going to hold for a minute, but I'll get to you. I think that the two times returning absolutely helps Victor. I think it shows that his determination. And I want to point out something that a lot of people are not paying attention to when that, when that topic's brought up. Victor did get brought back twice, but everybody so far in this house up to Victor's eviction, with the exception of Frank, which I think is BS, and I'll go on record, and I even said it to, to Frank himself uh, through, through you know social media. I don't... I don't have his number or anything. But I even said it. It's BS that everybody in that house got an opportunity to return at some point except for uh, except for our man. You know what I mean? Except for Frank. I mean, that you know, look, love him or hate him, he could have come back in. I think he would have done a little bit more damage. There's no telling where he'd be in this game right now, probably back, back in the jury house. But at least he would have had a chance to make it a jury. I just think it's ridiculous when you realize that everybody, Glenn had a chance, Jose had a chance, Tiffany had a chance, Victor had a chance. Okay, so there's your first four. And then, you know, where's Frank? Frank goes home. He's eating cookies on Instagram. And then when people go to jury, you know, <laughs> Day, who's the first jury member, Z, Polly, Bridget, and then hey, here comes Victor again. It's not his fault he got voted out. He goes, he goes to, to jury, and he gets a shot again. Not to mention the round-trip ticket, and people forget about that round-trip ticket. This game from the beginning, this season, has been about people returning and getting multiple opportunities. And it's not really Victor's fault. This whole twist this season was all about people returning. If you look at it from the beginning to end, 
How many people got to return into the game? How many people got an opportunity to come back? Round-trip ticket. Round-trip ticket. If you think about it, if the round-trip ticket had been used at some point, that would have been three times people returning if they were going to keep the jury buyback or playback in effect, which is questionable. Maybe they didn't because the round-trip ticket wasn't used. But if they were going to do it the way that they've set it up, the round-trip ticket was going to give another person an opportunity to come back. This whole game was about people returning. And so when you play it that way, Victor has a great argument in that final two to say, look, I know people feel like I had two opportunities to come back, but every one of us had an opportunity, with the exception of Frank, to come back in this game if you were evicted. I might have been able to come back the first time, but if – I can't remember who was on the block with Victor when he went home. But if so-and-so – you know, Corey, Corey. If Corey went home or Corey went to jury, Corey had an opportunity to come back too. It's not my fault. If you guys would have evicted Paul, Paul would have had the round-trip ticket and come back as well. Everybody had an opportunity to pick out an envelope that could have been a winner. Everybody had the opportunity, if they were voted out with the exception of Frank, to come back in this house. It is not Victor's fault that he was in that position every time. Because he could be going home next week and he wouldn't have ever had a shot to come back the second time. He just would have, it just wouldn't have ever happened for him. It landed that way. I don't think production made it happen for him. I just think that was their plan from the beginning. I think they wanted to keep bringing people back. And honestly, I think it was set up for the vets to have an opportunity to come back more than anything. Um, but at the same time, Victor can explain to the, to the jury, in my opinion, his desire to be in the game and win it and strive for that, that final prize money that he has had to do more physically than anyone else to be in that position he's in. And in fact, the, the moment that he was evicted the first time and returned, he should have gone back home immediately, yet he didn't. He played his social game so well. He's such a likable guy when you watch him. I, these people that hate Victor, it's hard for me to understand it. But he's such a likable guy, and he is a nice person, and he seems like he's genuine. And people do like having him around. He's very funny. And so it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, as dangerous as he is, Victor, Victor was able to lay low and play a really great social game to make it as far as he did. When he went, when he went back and – you know, got voted out a couple of weeks later. He finds his way back in. Where's he at now? He's in a Final Four deal. He's in a Final Four deal, makes it through another eviction. Victor has every right to be standing in that Final Two spot arguing his point of why he should have the money. So I agree with you 74%. The 26%, you think it hurts, give me a call, let me know. I won't cut you out. We'll get to you. Uh, 713-955-0749. Uh, so let's talk about everything that happens this week because you guys are tired of me yapping. We've, we've talked enough. Nicole wins OH, HOH by default. James, I, you know what, James falls, but at the same time, I think James was going to fall anyway. I think he was looking really ragged. When I was looking in a couple of, tweet, uh, couple of tweets that came out to us, I basically said that, you know, James looked like he probably was not going to make it very long. Uh, and so I think it was a last-minute cut deal. He cuts a deal to keep him and Natalie safe. Nicole agrees to it, and, he, of course, he drops off. Uh, Nicole's nomination, so, again, a default. Nicole's nominations end up being uh, Michelle and Paul. I love the nominations. I thought they were great. I would have done, if I would have been her in her position, I think I would have done Michelle and Victor. I think Victor's a little bit more dangerous in, in comps. Uh, Paul's, Paul's more than capable. And maybe Paul's the brains of the operation. 
Uh, and I think Paul's extremely smart, man. What an impressive gameplay this guy's had. But you have a situation where I don't know that I wouldn't I wouldn't have put Victor against Michelle uh, at the end of the day. Uh, and, you know, if Victor kind of planted some seeds with James and them, maybe they would have, uh, you know, given him a little lead way. I doubt it, but you never know. Anyway, that's her nominations. I agree with them. I think they're great nominations. They keep her safe. I think what the first really good move Nicole makes is her nominations. I love the fact that she didn't attack Natalie and James, although it would be nice if she did to kind of cause a little uproar. But she went after Michelle. Michelle, the one person that, that James didn't protect. And, boy, Michelle gets upset about this, and it's kind of – it's a little bit annoying. I mean, and, you know, I like how James said it. Look, I can't save everybody. Like, my concern is my, per, my mine and my partner's situation. I'm sorry you're a third wheel, but this is – and honestly – you know, I'll do respect to Michelle. It's one of her dumbest moves. Michelle should have quit being immature and quit being a baby, and she should have gone to work with Victor or Paul. The fact of the matter is, is that when Michelle went to a showmance to work, I don't know what the hell she thought was going to happen as a third wheel in a showmance on the game like this. It was never going to happen. So, of course, James protects Natalie. Michelle is very vulnerable. Nicole putting up Michelle doesn't really violate that final four deal that she has over here with with Natalie and James. It does, however, allow her to make a strike at Natalie and James without them realizing it, that they that they now have had a vote taken away from them, where they would have had three votes in a situation if neither one of them are on the block. Now they've only got each other. Michelle is a vote for Natalie and James uh, on how the eviction would go upcoming weeks. So... I think that the strike really negates a lot of the power that Natalie and James now have. So I think the Michelle shot's perfect. I think she had a perfect way of explaining it. Hey, look, you're talking about coming after me. You know, you're burning your bridge with me left and right, and yet you want me to keep you? I ain't keeping you. I'm sending you home. And I think Michelle, I think Michelle was a little bit immature not to realize that. Uh, I think Nicole, again, made great nominations. I think it was her first real good move in this game. Obviously, she's made enough to get this far. But we're talking gameplay. It's one of Nicole's best gameplays probably ever, uh, putting up these two. Uh, and I love being Paul up in her position because if you look at it from her shoes, from her grandma's shoes, she actually could have flipped on Paul and said, you know what, I feel like they're too strong. I want to pull the trigger on Paul. It would have happened. All she had to do was get Corey to vote that way. She would have never had to step up. Nicole then has to break the tie tonight, and put herself really out there for people to see where she's going to be standing. And I think it's going to kind of mess things up a lot. I, I have to believe in a world where James and Natalie are pretty clueless on what's going on that they've got to now figure out that they may not be in this Final Four deal with Nicole, and so it's going to make the uh, HOH comp tonight even more interesting to see what happens. Uh, but... Uh, Michelle was never was never going to be somebody that Nicole was going to watch out for. Michelle never campaigned. Natalie and James are in this thing saying, "Oh well, we we trust we trust her." You know, it just was. It, it all worked in Nicole's favor. I don't like her breaking the tie, and I think that hurts her. But I don't think she had a lot of choices. Uh, she wins the POV. Of course, she doesn't use it. And you know what? Give her give her a lot of credit. Uh, for actually winning that POV. I mean, she doesn't win a lot of comps. She, you know, 
I'm one of these people that figures you don't have. It's like like I told you guys about Polly weeks ago. Polly's biggest thing was that Polly was always winning all these comps that he didn't need to win. I mean, he's always putting the target on his back, and finally everybody kind of had a light go off and figure it out. I think you win the ones that you need to win. That's a Dan Giesling type of thing. Will never wanted to win a competition. Will's game started when he was on the block. That's when the game started for Will. Will is very unique. He's a one-and-one. One, okay? You're only going to get one Dr. Will out of one Dr. Will. That's all, that's all you're going to get. Dan comes up, uses a lot of Dr. Will's theories and gameplay and strategy, but at the same time, Dan was one of those guys that was like, if I've got to win this comp, I've got to win it, point blank, period, I won't give up. Dan was always able to get himself out of a corner because he was on the block at times, and he had to win some of those POVs and whatnot to save himself. So I think this is one of those that it doesn't matter how many competitions you win necessarily. It matters what competitions matter that you win. And this is one that really mattered. Nicole gets a little bit of credit for winning this POV, uh, and at this point is where I disagree a little bit with what Nicole has done. Paul goes up to Nicole, basically, and you guys saw it, you know, basically says, look, you know, what about putting James up? It's not that I don't trust you, but, but why not James? The line's going to be drawn anyway when you, tie, when you break the tie. Why not go ahead and get rid of James and leave Michelle and, the, and Natalie kind of on their own? Now, I know Paul was trying to save his own hide, but I'm going to tell you I agree 100%. I think Paul was absolutely right, and I think Nicole should have done it. I think Nicole's best move at that moment would have been to even take maybe Michelle down and say, James, take a seat, and vote out James, okay? Everything was going to work out the same. She's going to have to break the tie, whatever. So I think that James is the smartest person to backdoor at that point, which is a true blind side in this week and send James home. James is the biggest threat to their Final Four deal. And really, once Nicole breaks that tie to send Michelle home, you've got to know at that point, you've got to hope James is aware, although I don't know where James is in this game. But you've got to hope that James, the, you know, that everybody's light has gone off anyway. Why not get rid of their biggest competitor? And that is 100% James. I disagree with the fact that she kept nominations the same. I agree with what Paul said. I think Paul should have approached it as, leave me up, but put James next to me. I think Paul's mistake was saying, hey, take me down and put James up. I think that was a little too heavy-handed for Nicole's taste. But I think if Paul said, I will stay up there with James, please put James up there and send James home. He is the biggest threat to this game, although I don't know that he is. It's a great argument on Paul's part, and I think it's the one part where me and Nicole separate. Uh, so that's where we are this time. Guys, I've got to take commercial real quick. People pay to be on here, so I've got to do a commercial. When I come back, we're going to talk all about strategy. It's finally time to talk about strategy and all the things that were going on. And, you know, and listen, before we even get a commercial, obviously we saw he was evicted tonight. Michelle goes home. Nicole breaks the tie. I think Michelle, uh, I, you know, I rarely take a personal shot at, at players. I honestly do. I grade everybody from the outside looking in as a game player. I will attack their game. I will be vicious on their game, not necessarily on here, but I will on social media. And I will give people a hard time. Uh, but personally, I don't attack. I have to say, Michelle's personality and the times that she's faced adversity, I think she's an extremely immature person on the inside. I think that... Michelle is, 
I hate to call anybody not a good person, but I just get a bad, bad vibe from her, and I just think she's a very spoiled, immature person. I think her taking, you know, something simple like taking Paul's float. I don't know if y'all saw that she took the duck float, which is just kind of his thing to do. It's just fun. He doesn't mean anything by it. She took it out of the house and threw it, you know, on the stage. Her attitude when she's leaving to try to blow up everybody's game, a lot of people like that. I'm personally one of those people that, you know, I don't know that anybody did her wrong. She did a lot of people wrong. She burned a lot of bridges. She talked badly behind people's backs. She was ugly in a lot of ways to people. Uh, she had a lousy attitude. In my opinion, is she did it to herself. Um, Michelle lasted long enough where she could have changed her ways and probably gotten a lot farther. She's just an immature person, in my opinion. And honestly, I personally, as a viewer, and as a person in the media, I got to be kind of uh, unbiased. But as a viewer, I was glad to see Michelle walk out the door tonight. Uh, I would have been painstaking to see her win that money. So I'm glad to see her go home. I think between the two, she was the right one. But I think her immaturity, man, I think that's the real person you're looking at right there. Okay, guys, just want to add that in so we can finish up the, what's just happened and we can talk strategy now. Uh, I got to run a commercial. When I come back, we're going to talk a lot of strategy Stay tuned, folks. We'll be back in a minute and 47 seconds to be exact. You're watching the – are you are watching. You're listening to Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Stay tuned, guys. Where's Jill? She's really lonely and out walking the cornfield again. Do you think they will ever find us true love? Not hanging out with us all day. We used to be lonely. Until we met on Farmers Only. FarmersOnly.com is the new online dating site for farmers, ranchers, and good old country folks. You don't have to be lonely at FarmersOnly.com. City folks just don't get it. I had a way and you're lonely, you know where to go, FarmersOnly.com. Uh, and, and, uh, what do you say What do you say with FarmersOnly.com? There's nothing to sell there. It's the, the, ne- the, the, the product is in the name. If you're a farmer and you're lonely, call FarmersOnly.com. Uh, of course, that was Lice by Edie Brickell. Not Edie Brickell. Uh, Edie Gould, I think, is what her name is. Anyway, love that song. I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Grainer Rob, keeping me live when he's throwing some notifications to me. Appreciate it, Grainer Rob. Appreciate you agreeing with me. Anytime you agree with me, I'm always going to give you a thumbs up. We're going to retweet you. Thanks, buddy. Uh, all right. 
So let's talk a little bit about we know what's gone on this week. We know what's happened. Let's talk a little bit about strategy. Uh, you know, I do my power rankings, and as we do the power rankings, it's a little bit easier to do when you got so so few people to really do it with. Um, but, you know, first things first, you know, we talk about who's best final two, and I know a lot of you guys want to agree with this. Uh, and I have said it, and I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be blunt with you. I think the best final two, before we get into strategy, really ends up being Paul and Victor. I think in finale night, I know a lot of you guys like Natalie and James, and uh, some of you guys want Nicole and Corey. But I think if you put Natalie and James in that final two, okay, if, if, if Natalie and James are your final two, James is probably going to make the best arguments. Well, he probably won't say anything but give it to Natalie. But in a voting context, you're probably going to be more geared to give it to James. Uh, I think James was more instrumental in making things happen for him and Natalie, even if it was on a limited basis. Uh, it's hard to see those two in a final two just because they – you know, I told people all week, I said, you know, my problem with Natalie and James is that they've been so far up each other's butts that they really don't have a pulse in the house. They really don't have an idea what's going on in that house. And that's evident by what happened tonight. I mean, when they talk about all week, when, I, when it's seriously not even talking to Nicole and Corey about what their plan would be, re-solidifying what the plan is, Hey, we're sending home Paul, right? I feel like you're a little sketchy on that. Can we talk about it? Why are you thinking about sending Michelle over Paul? I mean, I just think that James and Natalie could have gotten a feel for what was going on if they would have talked more uh, with Nicole and Corey. And it just seems like they were just really overconfident or didn't care. It just seemed like they just felt like things were going to fall the way they wanted them to, and they didn't have to worry about it. And I just feel like that has been their season. I think that they have played in some ways okay, obviously good enough to be where they are. I can't say that I would make it as far as they have. But at the same time, I just feel like they're kind of just there to be there. And it's hard for me to see two people at the end of the game with that. But if those two are final two, who do you think you give it to? Some of you, I'm sure, would say Natalie. But I think the majority would be James. Uh, I think the majority would probably vote for James to win it over Natalie and the jury. Um, I think James would have Day's vote, would probably have, you know, he definitely would have Polly's vote, I'm sure, even though Paul, he kind of got, I think Polly's going to vote for a guy either way. Um, but I think there's a couple of votes that he actually does win uh, in that case, and I think they're more than what Natalie's going to have. So to me, that's boring, okay? It's kind of like watching, you know, the season, uh, what was it, last year when it was like Steve and Liz, and you're like, well, Steve's going to win. I mean, everybody likes Steve. They're going to see that he played a social game. He stayed low when he needed to do it, and Liz is just kind of Liz, you know. So I think when you get in the final two, you know, the strategy in the house is to take the weakest person. I get that. Now, if, you're gonna, if I'm playing, I'm taking the weakest person. But from a viewer standpoint, from CBS's position and from a franchise, because Big Brother is a franchise, from that franchise position, Natalie and James are probably not your best final two, okay? On the other end of it, Nicole and Corey. Now, Nicole and Corey, Nicole has played important roles this last week. She has re-solidified her final four. And we're going to talk about her final four here when we talk about Nicole. But, you know, again, you're in the same situation where even though people called Nicole out, called her a snake, put her on, put her on, you know, on a level where she could completely be called out, she still survives. She still keeps trucking. She keeps, she still stays in the house and does what she's supposed to do. 
So that's huge for Nicole. Uh, but what has Corey really done? Corey has done a few things to get Nicole through. Okay? Let's think about this. If James and Corey are not involved with Nicole and Natalie, are Nicole and Natalie going to last as long as they have? I personally don't think so. I think Corey and James have protected them long enough in the game to get them to this point. Okay? So, again, a Nicole and Corey situation, I see some people really voting for Corey. I see a lot of jury members going Corey's way. We already said Polly would. It, obviously, Paul and, and, and Victor are in that jury house. I think they go for Corey. Uh, Nicole probably, get, unless she does something in the next couple of weeks, that's as it stands right now. So that's a little bit boring. I'm looking at Nicole and Corey going, you know what? I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever. At that point, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't care who wins. But now we've got a unique thing where you're talking about Victor and Paul. And you cannot like Victor and Paul. That's okay. But what I want you to do is step out of your personal feelings and say, okay, who are the best two finishers in this game? The two people in this game that have the best argument to win, that's going to be Victor and Paul. Paul has every argument in the world under the sun to make that he should have that final prize money. The things that he's had to do, he's made some really smart decisions in this game. Everything Paul has done, and Paul, you know, the funny thing about Paul and Vic is these two guys didn't know what they were doing when they got in the house. I think Paul knew a little bit about the game, but when they got in the house, they were kind of unaware about the social game. Uh, you know, I remember Paul or Victor having to ask about POV being played and how it works. I, it just It's one of those things where I think those two really just did a 180 in that house and figured out this game and started working it. And i got to tell you guys, when they split and one went to talk to Nicole and Corey and make it look like he was on their team, and the other one split and went to talk to Natalie and James to make it look like he was on their team, was a genius move. Absolutely pure 100% genius. I get it, it didn't work, but, man, that is awesome that those guys at least made a move and made a, you know, made a, made a real effort to change something in the game and kind of keep them in it. If, if that doesn't tell you how committed these two guys are to win, nothing does. I think that they are – uh, the two best players in the house, as it stands, and probably have been for a while, Paul particularly, you know I'm a Paul fan at this point, uh, I think Victor has played himself very well. I think he's really likable. I wish he'd shut up about his comp wins. But, you know, they're, they're both the best players in this game. Before we go into strategy, I will tell you guys, I think that Paul and Victor are the two best final two. It's bad for both of them but it's great for us because it's nothing better than going into a finale night. And I can tell you from years of experience of watching this show, there's nothing better than going into a finale night and really truly not knowing who's going to win. Not because they both were awful, but because they were both really good compared to who they played against. So it's, it's, it's one of those things, man, where you get those people and you, and you get those final twos and they just make that finale night so much fun as the votes come down, as the questions are asked, you don't know where this thing's going to go. They're the best final two. It helps the franchise. It helps CBS. And whether or not viewers want it, it's good for the viewers. Uh, and in that turn, I've got a call we're going to take in a minute, but we still haven't gotten into strategy, but we will. We will. But at this point, people question, and, and I know Craner uh, was talking about this, uh, or Grainer. But here's the thing. I understand that people don't get Nicole and Corey's move to work with Paul and Victor. 
I am of the I am of the uh, probably the minority that will look at this and say I totally understand Nicole's position. Nicole is not going to turn on Corey, and as far as Nicole's concerned, Corey's not going to turn on Nicole. Probably very true. They probably made a final two commitment that's just written in stone between the two of them. They're not going to probably turn on each other. It's got to be the same on the other side of the house. Natalie and James are going to ride each other. <laughs> Doesn't James wish? <laughs> but they're going to ride each other to the final two. I cracked myself up. James wishes, but they're going to go together to the final two. They're going to be stuck together like glue. James is definitely not leaving Natalie. Natalie probably, I see Natalie kind of breaking a little bit, and we're going to talk about their relationship at the end of the show, but I, I could see Natalie kind of dumping James. But at the same time, James believes Natalie has his back too. So it's a hard two to really break, okay? When Nicole looks, and I might be giving her too much credit, but when Nicole looks at Victor and Paul, and if I'm in her position, I am 100% on board with her. I probably think of it a little bit differently than she does. But if I look at Paul and I look at Victor, I see two people that want to win this game and two people that will easily be talked into understanding that they cannot go with each other. I can pull Victor to the side and I can say, Victor, you know you can't win next to Paul. Here's why. Paul has done this. Paul was public enemy number one early in the house. He's been able to stay in the house. He's been able to win people over. He's been able to win HOHs and make moves, yada, 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 yada. He is the one guy that's never he never got voted out. You have, and you can play that against him, although I think it helps him. But you can play on Victor and say, look, you know, the guy's stayed in the house all the time. If you're sitting next to him, he's not. you're, you're not going to win. You can go to Paul and sell that same story to Paul. Paul, Victor's been reentered twice. He obviously is more committed than you are. Jury's going to see that. <coughs> Excuse me. I get talking fast. Jury's going to see that, and jury is not going to give it to you over Victor. Victor's a definite win. I think Paul and Victor are smart enough to look at, to look at the other one across the room and say, I, I'll be damned. I do have to get rid of him. And I think Nicole kind of gets that. I think Corey kind of gets that. I think Nicole and Corey kind of, in a way, maybe not obvious to them yet in their thinking, but it works out really nicely that I think Paul and Victor are easy to break up, but I don't think Natalie and, and, and James are easy to break up. I think they're hard to break up. And in that instant, it's a really smooth move for Nicole and Corey to make a, make a break for it and get one of them to get rid of the other one and then make a decision kind of from there what you're going to do. You could even be... You know, Nicole and Corey could even sell themselves that once you get rid of Paul slash Victor, then we're the person you can take with you to the final to the final to win for sure. Nicole can sell it and Corey can sell it. I think that it's very possible you're going to see what either Nicole or Corey at the end, uh, depending on how HOH goes. But I definitely think uh, it was a smart move for Nicole for her position right now. So a lot of people who don't understand it say, "Man, it was so stupid." I disagree. Um, I disagree. I think that Paul and Victor are a great, great group to take into a Final Four because I think that, and Paul has proven it before. Let us not forget that Paul was willing to throw Victor completely under the bus to stay in the house when he played dumb on the veto competition when Victor went home the first time and wouldn't win the POV and give it, win it for him and take himself off and make himself, or let Victor win it so that he could save Paul. So, 
and keep himself safe. So Paul has been willing to throw Victor under the bus before. I think Paul is the first. I think Victor, being the guy that he is, I think Victor was going to ride to the end with Paul. I think Paul has other ideas already in his head, and I think it's just going to take a little tap on the head from Nicole or Corey to really get him to see, you know, what you're thinking is right. You've got to get rid of Victor and vice versa. So I honestly personally think that Nicole and Corey made the right decision. I'm going to tell you this, too. I think that $5,000 that Corey gave was not out of the kindness of his heart, although it was a great moment. I think that $5,000 bought him and Nicole safety for next week if Victor or Paul wins. I think that was a buy-off, smart move on Corey's part, whether or not he realizes he did it for that reason. Claim it, because that $5,000 he gave to Victor allowed, I think, I think he bought Victor's guilt. And if Victor wins tonight, I think Victor completely stays away from putting Corey and Nicole up. Uh, I think the targets are going to be Natalie and James, and that's going to be the targets for Paul and and Victor. And I think that $5,000 has a lot to do with it. Now, before we get a strategy, i got to take my caller. My caller, I think I know who this is, the 316. 316, how are you feeling tonight? You know who this is, Sam. <laughs> I know who you are. And just to give just to give everybody kind of an update of where we are uh, before we go into this, uh, let's see. I know that Corey has knocked down two letters, so he's got one Victor letter to won. go. Victor won. Victor is HOH. Win. I haven't gotten that yet. So Victor has one HOH. Thank you for Victor telling me. Victor has one HOH. All right. So. I think that $5,000 bought Nicole and Corey's safety. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I think it was really smart to give it to them now. <laughs> yep. And I'm and and you know who I want to see go home? Oh gosh, who do you want to see go home? James. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be he's gonna be the target. He's gonna re- and you know really unless they pawn. I mean, they're they're pretty much gonna have. He's gonna pretty much have to put Natalie and James up at first sight. I'm a little worried about James winning that POV, but this should be a week where everybody gets to play in it, so it should be the whole house versus Natalie and James in a POV comp. So I kind of give, I kind of give the edge to the rest of the house to win that. But he, you know, I I think he's the guy. I mean, I think Natalie by herself. I think honestly, I'll tell you. I think that Natalie needs James to go home. I think if James goes home, Natalie breaks down and floats and tries to talk everybody into taking her to the final two because they could win against her. And I think she has a good argument. I think she could be that person that talks somebody into taking her. And it probably would be Well, I'd rather she stays over Nicole. Yeah. Well, a lot of people feel that way. So you saw what happened tonight. You saw Michelle go home. Were you happy about Michelle's fiction? I, I, everything that you said, I agree with. I would, I think that they would have been smart to have put James up. And truthfully, after James was so stupid to let Nicole take that HOH, I mean, what stupidity of this dumb idiot! After he gave Nicole HOH, it was like, you know what? All I kept thinking was, you know what, James? I hope you go home. You know, I, I'll be but honest. With I'm you. glad I, that yes, over Michelle and Paul, please. I mean, that's I not even James, a question. I think James believes he's untouchable. I think that James thinks Ugh. that he's a darling. And I think he's that an idiot. He, he is. But I think that there's a part of him that thinks that it's going to work out for him because he thinks that he's special and that Big Brother loves him so much that the gods of Big Brother and CBS are going to find a way to get James to win. And I think in reality, 
I think James is a real moron. I think that well, James you know what, really Sam? Last year, America James. really did love James, and I was one of them. I was one yeah. of those lovers of James. I wanted him to win last like year, him. and this year, it's like, why in hell did they bring him back? It makes me so angry that he was brought back when they could have. Jason, I'm sorry. Jason should have been brought back over him. Jason wouldn't have been laying in a bed with some dumb idiot showmance. Jason yeah. would have played. Am I right? I agree with Jason you. Jason would have and played the game, and that's what's been so horrible about this whole season is nobody's been nobody's really playing. Now, not that eight, that Nicole had the HOH. That was the first time I saw her playing. Sort of. She was still laying in bed with with uh, Corey. But the only ones that are really fighting and really playing to win this game, and I agree with you on this too, is Paul and Victor. And those are the yeah. two. And if they and if those two aren't standing at the end, I'm I'm already pretty much checked out of this season. I hate this season. It's just been so. It's just been filled with stupidity. All of it. Are you? You know what's interesting to me is I as I really think that Nicole could have completely gotten away with putting up James even and that's what I mean by James thinking. Oh yeah, him. she should have. And, and I mean I agree with you. Paul should have said. I agree totally what you said. That Paul should have said to her, "Put James up next to me," and then and then James not, could have left. I agree. Let's not let's not forget that James also did the exact same thing to Frank and Bridget. He told right. them they would be safe, and he put them up. And that serves right. both ways. If you're willing to do that, you better be willing to take it. I think Nicole could have completely gotten away with the move, and I think she could have said, you know how it is. You did it to Frank. You did right. it to Bridget. Promised them mm-hmm. that they'd be safe. Turned on them. You know how this game is. I mean, you've done it. I've done it. Now we're now now you understand. I now I understand your position when you did it. But you got to go. I can't. I can't. I can't keep you in this house. And for James not to realize that that could fall back on him, even though it didn't, but for James to not realize that he's done that before, that he's owed it, that the Piper comes back around, was an idiot move, and it shows that James is the exact same person I said he was last year. I liked James a lot, but the one thing that I said that was very critical about James that I stuck Mm -hmm. with was my fear about him coming back was that James never thought for the next week. He never thought ahead a week. It was always what was going on at the moment. That's the only thing James cared about. And then when it came to the the plans for next week, James had no idea what he was going to do. He's done the exact same thing this season, whereas if he's won HOH or he's had a care package, he's known what he's going to do at the moment. But he's never thought about the consequences or moving forward. And he, he doesn't think about Sam. He doesn't think about anything, and he's doing the same exact thing as he did last year. And we talked yeah. about this before. All he did last year was lay in bed with Meg and die. And yeah. when he was saying, I should fight, and Meg said to him, no, no, don't fight. You know, don't, don't talk to them. You know, do you remember that? And she screwed him over terribly, and then he listens to her like an idiot. And what was he doing this whole week? Every time I'm watching After Dark, I'm thinking, where's James? And then, oh, I'll bet you he's sleeping. And then they'd show him. There he was sleeping. If he wasn't sleeping, he was laying in bed looking at Natalie like a little lovesick idiot. Okay, that is all he did this week. Nothing. He did absolutely nothing. And that in itself tells you he deserves to go. Yeah. And he's done the exact same thing every week. I mean, every week. It's crap. 
Yeah, and, crap. He, you know, and if he thinks it's it. fun, if he thinks that us viewers think he's so wonderful because he messed up the house and d- and did these stupid idiot pranks, I'm sorry, and talks to us like a jerk. No, James, you're not going to get America's favorite. You don't deserve America's favorite. You shouldn't I have been brought back. And I mean, do you care about you your daughter and, and making a life for her? No. All you care about is what girl can you possibly get next. That's all he cared about. This isn't The Bachelor. This is Big Brother. This is what I hate about this season. And I'll tell you what, Sam, they bring back, because you talk about, you know, all excess, you know, Big Brother coming up. I would watch if they they did what I want to see, and that's not a bunch of 20-somethings, okay? They're playing right now to a young mentality, and it's turning me off, and it's turning so many viewers off. If they pick another group of 20-somethings, forget it. There is no way in hell I'm going to even watch one minute of it. I could care less. I'm checked out now with this stupid idiot group. But if they put, if they put like people in their 40s and late 30s and maybe 50s, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and people that know the game. People that actually know this game and want to fight and will play. I don't want to see showmances anymore. I'm sick of it. It's it's crap. I think think production has completely completely moved away from the original demographic, which are now Mm -hmm. they feel like it's too old to watch the show. So now they've moved in with people with perfect bodies and perfect faces, and they move these people in because they think everyone wants to watch a showmance. And honestly – you know, that whole thing with, uh, you know, they had a back-to-back with Jordan and Jeff, and then they had Rachel and Brendan, and people still follow them and fall all over these these players. And they love this uh, showmance that ends up working outside the house. It's part of the game. I think that that's what they want now is they want that demographic that wants the showmances. They push them so hard. I mean, the showmances are on the feeds now. You know, you see two people laying in bed talking about absolutely nothing interesting that are in a showmance, and I think they push it. I think that's what they want. But for the young viewers, exactly. but not for people not for people in our age range, not at all. No, no but I We don't want to see that. You know what's so cool? Because I haven't been paying for Evil Dick's shows. You know, he charges yeah. like $20. Somebody put up, it's so awesome, Sam, but somebody put up on YouTube his shows. And I've been getting a real thrill actually seeing, because I, I, I like to see what former house guests think of this season sure, and what absolutely. they have to say. And honestly, it's like they're, they're speaking my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's more enjoyable and, and, watching them talking about this season than actually watching this season itself. Because when they're talking about it, it's funny. It's pathetically yeah. funny. And the dumbass moves that these people have made and what they're doing, it's it's so stupid that it's comical. I think it really I think is really, it's comical. I think that I think that there's a hardcore demographic which are an older group of people, and older I mean, you know, over thirty five. Exactly. watches the show. My mom is my mom is uh, almost seventy, she watches the show. Like it's there there are hardcore people that came from the old school seasons that are still hanging right. in there. And they have completely, really dismissed that and gone to a younger demographic. But there's the, the thing that cracks me up and the thing that I find funny is looking at it, there's one demographic that has stayed this, the entire time with you and one that's probably going to leave you. And the one that has stayed with you is the one you're turning your back on. People want to see married people in that. They want to see somebody who's married. They want to see people that are mature that need the money. 
People that are right. really, truly in need of the money that will play exactly. for Exactly. Not living with mommy and daddy. Exactly, Sam. Right. People that yep. need this money, and they're going to play. They're going to play hard. They're not going to be looking for a showmance. They're, yeah. uh, they are going to be looking to play hard to win this show, and that is what Paul and Victor are doing. Well, you know, if you think about it, if you take, every, if you take people that are in their 20s and you make them all attractive and you put them in a house for 100 days, the ultimate outcome of that is people are going to flirt, date, and romance a little bit. And that's what they're doing. They're purposely setting up the showmances to happen. They want the showmances to happen because of the way they've set it up in the house. Everybody, is, I mean, Glenn went home early. That was going to be no surprise. Everybody already knew Glenn was going to go home first. Right. They put all these young people in the house, and they say, okay, y'all are all attractive. You're all young. Have fun. You're stuck in a house. You can't get away from each other. And showmances begin to happen, and that's exactly what they want. But when you lose your head and just put your mind into just the stupid-ass showmance, because even though Brendan and Rachel were in the showmance, they still played the game, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Are these, been, uh, yeah. are they, can you say that about Nicole and Corey? Yes, Nicole absolutely. finally won. In, well, actually, I can't even say she won that damn HOH, because, she, yeah, because we really don't know. James might have won that. We don't know. Because James yeah. let her have it. Yeah. And, and James she didn't win the first one either. The first HOH, they no, gave that's it to right. her. That's so right. So she it was didn't win anything. That's right. But what's she going to do this week? Guarantee, Sam, now she's safe, right? Because Victor right. won HOH. So what do you think's going to happen? Do you think she's going to be strategizing? Hell no. Her and Corey are going to be up in that bed again having sex. <laughs> You're exactly that's right. That's what's going to happen. I guarantee you. I guarantee no, exactly it. Right. Do you think that Victor goes ahead and puts James and, and Natalie up together at the same time? Yes, without a doubt. They gave him that $5,000, unless Paul, but I, I don't think so. I think, and, and this is where Natalie and James were dumb. I know they were looking to make this big move, but they should have stayed with Paul and Victor. Yeah. They should yeah. have stayed with them. That was well, the know, dumbest thing of, they did. And I like. And I'm sorry. I liked. I liked Paul and Victor better with those two. And I. And I. But actually, I wanted to see Michelle. Just like what you were. I, I agree with so much of what you're saying, Sam. I really did want to see Michelle team up with the two of them, and that would have been smart because they were the ones not in the showmance. I will never understand. I will not give Michelle game credit. Agree. For, for, Going to Natalie and James and working with them. Dumb. I don't know why she thought being a third wheel would be a smart idea. It was. Well, she really didn't stupid. do anything anyway. They kept saying to her, aren't you going to talk to them? No, I'm not going to kiss their butts. If she already made up her mind, she made up her And what did she do? She just laid in that bed and died. That's what Meech did. And complained about did. everybody else. Right. Yeah, and talked horribly and about everybody she else. She ate, slept, right? That's all I saw her do is eat, That's sleep, all- and complain. <laughs> that is all she did this week. Did she fight to win? Did she come up with something? No. I really think one of her biggest mistakes when you go back is not keeping Frank over rigid. I think if she'd have kept Frank, oh, she would have had to lean on. It was her Absolutely. Dumb. So that's where I say Michelle's immaturity ended up doing her in. I think she was a very immature player. I think she had potential, but she was so immature that she really just went on what she felt and who she was angry at at the moment. 
And I don't know why she thought that calling out Nicole left and right was going to keep her off the block. It just is one of those things where I just think her immaturity just ran her mouth, and, and her and her check got cashed, and she she's going to have to go home because she just talked too much. How was Nicole really going to keep Michelle in the house when Michelle is trying to blow up Nicole's game at every chance? It's just totally. ridiculous. She should have known better. I don't even know yep. why this was a shock for her. I mean, you know, you have to be really dumb to not realize that, you know, if you're Michelle, you're going home. Michelle was really dumb. She was very, very dumb. Even when she was running HOH with Natalie. She didn't even run HOH with Natalie. She let Natalie choose everything. Well, you know, Michelle was going to go after Nicole and decided to put up Corey. You know, just she just would do things that just didn't make any sense. That bothered me, was, too. It's like, do you want if, if you want to put Nicole up, then damn it, put Nicole up. Why are you exactly. listening to Natalie? That bothered exactly. me, too. That made me so angry. You want to keep Victor safe? Then damn it, keep him safe. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Exactly. No, I'm, put I'm up with Paul you. and Nicole, then, damn it. I wanted to see Nicole finally just even get up on that damn block. I think her time is coming unless she convinced somebody she's a good final two. I mean, you know, just she's gonna have to sell her weakness. And I think that's where that's where Natalie really needs to be. If if Natalie Natalie and James being on the block should work out well for Natalie. Because Natalie needs to sell herself as I'm I suck at this. Obviously I'm no good. Polly hates me, all these people hate me. I'm a great person to take the final two and guarantee you the money. She should yeah. sell that to everybody left. Everybody because they have a better chance of winning with her than they would Nicole. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? She still gets $50,000. I mean, you know, some people just sell being second. And I think right. she can sell it. I'm a person you can take to, to final two, and I can help you win because, you know, there's a lot of people in that jury house that don't like me. Sam, she she'd be happy with that. She'd be sure. happy winning 50 I know she would. She'd be thrilled with that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what she's been playing for anyway. I feel like James right. has been doing the same thing, you know. So I think James is playing, thinking that he's got he's America's favorite. He's playing for America's player. favorite. That's all he's playing for. And I don't think he's going to even come close again. I really think Paul Oh, hell no. I see either Victor or Paul getting it. Yeah, I do too. I think they're going to land it. And, and I might see some people do for Bridget. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Bridget kind of. You know, flamed out after a while. You know what I'd love? <laughs> if it wasn't Victor or Paul, I'd love them to give it to Glenn. That would say a lot. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be it? funny? <laughs> yeah. Give it to Glenn. Yeah, give it to Glenn. I mean, the guy never, they weren't going to keep him in the house even if he won his way back in. He was, it I don't even know why they what we do thought that. of this stupid season and their game playing. Well, I mean, you know, listen, you're going to bring somebody who was evicted the first day back after, what, four weeks in the house, even longer, you're going to bring him back, and he's going to know nothing. He's going to know nobody. He's going to know nothing of what's going on. He's going to know nothing about who's teamed up with who. And the guy's going to be lost. He's going to go right back out. It just didn't make any sense to me. None. Can we talk about the power of veto last week? And what yeah. the hell was going on with Davon and Z pulling yeah. that stupid Selma and Louise? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Was that yeah. like the I, biggest shot? Sam, unbelievable. You talking about when they jumped off? Yes. I, Z, know, I can I understand because Z was a total loser through the whole damn thing. But Davon, to give up like that? I mean, are you kidding? I, you know what? I expected it. I, I told people 
the first two people that are going to be gone are going to be Day and, and Z. I knew they were going to jump off. But not like that. Not, oh, Day's just, you know what? Honestly, production loves Day because Day runs her mouth and causes drama. They love her diary room. It's kind of like Brittany Haynes. They love her diary room sessions, and they want her on the show so badly that they completely ignore the fact that she's, uh, number one, way too emotional to be a good social player, and she's right. an awful comp player. And when she's put in a corner, she's either going to react badly or she's going to lose. And they put her in this position to come back, and she lost again. They but they didn't even try. At least no. try. The fact that no. they just jumped off the way they did, oh, my gosh. And then she's crying and saying, I feel so terrible because of my daughter. Are you kidding me? Then why the hell didn't you try? You can't look at them and say, oh, they're so strong. They would have stayed up there forever. I'm shocked that Victor got off so quick. I'm shocked that Polly got off so quick. Yeah. I thought they were going to be Polly, there to the end. I did not give Victor – I mean, I knew Victor would be in a, like like it was, kind of like the final two people coming back, he'd be in there. But I thought I thought Polly was going to hang in there a lot longer, too. I really Hell, thought yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, now Michelle and Polly are going to be in a jury house together. I, I kind of wish that this was all – I wish we had cameras in the jury house, and maybe they'll do that for uh, Big Brother over the top. But they need to have some cameras in that jury house, too, because I guarantee oh, yeah. you once Michelle walks in, there's going to be some fireworks. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I like the fireworks when Polly walked in. That was nice to oh, yeah. see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you I know. I was happy to see Z finally stand up for herself. For all we know, she might be back having sex with him again in that damn house. Who knows? I would almost bet that there that she's probably she would probably take him back in a heartbeat. Hopefully, Devon would be smart enough, though, to pull her by the hair and say, no way, girl. I'm not going to let you do it. Z, Z's not the I, – I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, my problem with a lot of the casting – is that I don't see how you can see the interviews with Z or the interviews with Natalie and say, these two people are great players, I'm going to cast them. I just, Honestly. there's nothing about them that tells me they're Big Brother material. Nothing. Right. So, you know, it's almost like you reap what you sow. I mean, production should not be shocked by what they've gotten because of what they put up, and, and it's just awful. Let me ask you this, Do you, and I know what your answer is going to be. But there's been a lot of discussion about Natalie and James not being – Natalie not being sincere about James. Do you think that <laughs> it's going to come out in the next couple – when they go up on the block, are we going to find out that Natalie really didn't give a damn about James? She cares about him as a friend. Yeah. As far as any kind – because I know J- James looks at her lovesick just like he did with with Meg, okay? Mm-hmm. He's just an idiot lovesick fool. And there is no way, because there was the other night, I don't know if you were watching, but it was funny because he's saying all this dumb, stupid stuff, and she starts laughing. Yeah. And I'm laughing along with her because it's, I mean, he's looking like such an idiot. I don't know, did you see that the other night? She's actually laughing at him. I did see, though, I think it was the other day where he told her, I feel like I haven't taken an opportunity to kiss you yet. And she told him, well, you know I don't want to be kissed on TV. I don't want anybody to see right. us kissing. And mm-hmm. it's like, come sure. on. 
And she also told me, she says, well, the next person I have sex with will be the man I marry. And you go, okay, Natalie. Okay. We, it's I not going to be sure. James. Believe <laughs> sure. me. What, you, what you're saying to James is that I won't be having sex with you because we're not getting married. <laughs> so you can just go ahead and count it off your calendar. I just, it's, I think it's going to become really obvious. I think some of the fun of this week is if Natalie and James do go up, which is what I'm anticipating, is right. that, you know, it really gets, and it's going to be sad. But I think it's going to really come out that Natalie's annoyed with James that he didn't win this comp and didn't help her and save her. And I think there's going to be a lot of attitude. And I think that showmance might fizzle out this week. Well, she has every reason to hold it against him for giving Nicole that HOH because that's when this whole crap turned around. Look, I'm telling you, Natalie's not dumb. I won't give Natalie a ton of credit, but Natalie's not dumb. And I know that when Nicole... Went ahead and broke that tie vote today, tonight to send Michelle home. Natalie knew that Nicole was going to screw them over and that they were going to get set up. And it all comes down to James letting her have that HOH. And that's right. all. This week is going to be a lot of a lot of James having to hear about it over and over again from Natalie. Absolutely, she's not going to let it go. And he deserves and he to de- hear it. He I hope Natalie it. gives him nothing but crap over it. I really do. He deserves that. He deserves that for what he did. That was the stupidest playing. I mean, what kind of an idiot are you, James? Seriously, so stupid. James has been. And he's not some young twenty-something. Let's be honest. Sam, the guy, he doesn't act like it. But the guy's like what, thirty-two years old? Yeah, he's one of the older people. Are you kidding me? And this is how he. And this is his mentality. I think James is there to be popular, and I think that's all James cares about. It, I is winning America's him. favorite player again. That's all he cares about. And, and for us watching this, like the, house. the biggest waste. No, oh, he's already told Natalie. Natalie said, I think that Big Brother, I'm worried CBS has painted me to be a bad person. And he said, well, as long as you're with me, CBS won't let that happen. Yeah, so I mean, that's what he thinks. James delusional about where he's at. And it showed, for the last couple of weeks, have shown it 100%. If you're cheering for James, I feel bad for anybody who is because I just don't think the guy has a clue of what's going on. I really nope. don't. But I got to. I would love. Hey, I would love Victor to put up, but he won't. But it would thrill me if he would put up James and Nicole together. I think the two of them would be yeah, dynamite. I think you're stra- but I, I definitely think we're going to get James and Natalie. But that would oh, be I a know really it. strong move for him. I think. I would love to see it. I think it's smarter to kind of backstab Corey because I think Corey's going to be used in this final couple of weeks really hard because I think I think Corey's going to have to pull him and, Nat and Nicole into the final two. So I think Corey's probably the smartest one to go after, but it's just hard, man. They gave him that $5,000 and you just saw how much it meant to him, and he was locked in. And I think Victor's going to be the one that's going to kind of be suckered at the end of the day. I think it was a complete $5,000 conscious buyout. I think it was it just was. to make him kind of say, yeah, absolutely, smart on Corey. Oh, it Park. totally was because Nicole was scared. Nicole was scared that he was secretly working with Michelle. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. She got all paranoid because that's the way Nicole is. She got terribly paranoid. And the well, same Nicole, thing, you know, because she was even up to the end, she was saying to Corey, you know, maybe we should backdoor Paul after all. She was going back and forth, back and forth. You know, well, she Nicole's wasn't staying no true to any alliance, really. That's the way Nicole, Nicole is. Nicole is a snake. She truly Nicole's is a snake. Problem, Nicole's problem from three efforts of trying Big Brother is that Nicole doubts every move that she might make. 
She'll talk about a move she would make, and if she even tries to make it, she'll talk herself into something else. Nicole is her worst enemy, her own worst enemy in this game. It's absolutely Nicole. I got to run, though. I appreciate it. We're running out of time. I got to get on to the strategy part of it and the power of rankings. Hey, good talking with you, Sam. Always great talking with you. I missed you last week. It was good to talk to you. Good talking to you, too. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Folks, that's as easy as it is. When you want to call in, there's more of you. We'll get you on, I promise. Uh, a couple of things that I just want to get over with because uh, i got to move because we're pressing time. I don't like to go too far over an hour, but it looks like we might have to. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about strategy. Now that we've got less people in the house, maybe we can move this, through this quickly. Um, you know what? Let's. i tell you what let's do. <laughs> let's do power rankings, and then through power rankings, we'll kind of talk about uh, strategy for each one. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good, Sam. All right, we'll do that then. Uh, we'll do power rankings. Number one, I've got Victor. Guys, not nominated. Now he's won this HOH. And, of course, these are power rankings that are done for last week. But not nominated, despite the fact he's been brought in twice. The guy is just working his way. Uh, And he made a really smart move by working with Nicole and Corey and going over with Paul. I think think really what it was was that they were trying to see which which power couple or which showmance was going to really accept both of them in. I think Natalie and James and them really shut down Victor, uh, or really shut down Paul. They, it was obvious that they were never going to work with Paul. They didn't like Paul. Uh, I think Corey and Nicole were a lot more open to working with Victor when Paul was in there talking to him. So I think it was the smartest move for Victor. It floats over. <coughs> excuse me, I've been choking all night. He floats over to work with Nicole and Corey. Very smart move on his part. Um, he still has an opportunity to work with Nat if James goes home. Natalie is more comfortable with Victor than anyone else in the house if James goes home. So if James is gone, I see Victor and Natalie beginning to talk. I believe Natalie will talk him or will try to talk him into taking her to a final two. She may be the one that kind of delivers the message that he can't take Paul, that she's the smartest one to take, and he may secretly work with her. She may be able to float under the radar for a little bit, maybe be used as a pawn next week or two. Um, but I think she becomes very non-threatening once James leaves. I think she's probably going to be somebody that's going to hide out and lay low. And I think it gives Victor an opportunity to work with her. So Victor's going to have a couple of opportunities, I think, uh, which puts him in the number one spot. Hey, he got the $5,000 bribe. That's not bad. I mean, count it off. He's going to get the five grand. Um, I, I love the way that he played the manipulation game to Natalie and Michelle. It shows that he can play this game on a social level. Um, but, again, we keep saying it, you know, it's great for us, but for, you know, for for really in the game, he's got to realize that he can't, he may not be able to win against Paul. There's a good chance he can't win against Paul. And if that's the case, then he's got to make that move. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not he can do it. I think Natalie's one of the people that can do uh, some damage talking him into it if James goes home. Uh, my second place is Corey. You know, he was in power, really, with Nicole. He never had to abuse it, never had to be the bad guy. Of course, he did vote for Michelle. Uh, that does put him in a bad position. But I think that's going to be kind of blown over. Uh, he won the care package. Uh, and I think Corey, given the $5,000 to Victor, was extremely smart. I think the original plan was that if, if Michelle had won the POV, that he would give Michelle the $5,000 to not use the POV on herself to leave the nominations the same, that she's safe. 
Uh, I don't know how he would have sold it to her, uh, but I think he mentioned it to her, and she was interested in taking the five grand to not use it. So you know what? He got the care package, and I, I love the way that he bought. Uh, he bought a lot of uh, loyalty from Victor. I think with the loyalty he bought from Victor, it comes from it comes a little bit uh, from Paul as well. Uh, for him doing that, I think you know, Vic, I think Paul kind of appreciated Corey making that move. Uh, but he definitely bought them safety this week, I believe, with that five thousand um, dollars. I think Victor and Paul are still going to be viewed as the bigger threat. Of course, we're going to narrow down to four here soon. But I still think that Victor and Paul are still the bigger threat. That helps Corey still. I don't think Corey – I think Corey's going to be used really hard at the end of this game if he's still there. I think that he's somebody that is going to be playing to win when these final comps come along, especially if Nicole somehow finds her way out the door. I think Corey's going to get really serious. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I think if Nicole goes home, and I don't think Corey uh, goes to jury, I don't think Corey's going to cry too much about that. It just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. I think he says, hey, it's the game, no big deal, I'll see her in three weeks. And I think that that's called Corey's going to write about that. Um, and so I like his attitude, kind of the way that he does it. He's very, very Final Four friendly. He's very Final Two friendly. I see Corey maybe going a little bit further than people realize. Uh, and I like, I like the way that he, that he really played that strategy. Of course, I know that Nicole's the person he would take. I just think that, you know, if he ends up in a Final Two or a Final Three with Victor and Paul, I don't think Corey gets all that upset about it. He just seems like he kind of deals with the cards he's been dealt. Not sure that he's really aware of everything going around him. Uh, but in my third spot, of course, uh, would be uh, Paul. Hold on here. I think in the third spot would be Paul. Um, we have discussed, and I will sell it to you guys like a used car. I think Paul is the best strategic player in the house. I think Paul has made the moves that he's needed to make at the right time, the right moment. Everything with Paul has been perfect timing. And I think it's going to continue on. I think the guy has a really good intuition for the game. He's done things that have upset me. Don't get me wrong. And he's done things that have absolutely annoyed me. Um, but as Paul has kept going, he's won me over. I'm also a fan of Paul because I picked him <laughs> to win. Uh, but uh, as the game went on, I got really annoyed with him, especially in the first week. And the way he treated Frank and the way that he was kind of ratting on people, I kind of got tired of. But he's just really grown on me. I think Paul is a really strategic player. When I take my emotions out of it, my personal likes, and I see what Paul's doing, I can't help but like the guy and like the moves that he's made. I think he's done a great job, even though friendship's annoying. I think he's done a great job kind of making him this name for himself for being a friendship player and really just being somebody that's been easy to get along with for the most part in the last couple of weeks. I think he's always thinking about the next move. Um, Paul's going to be nominated again, I think. I think he's going to be one of those people that's going to be first up when this Final Four starts happening. Um, and I think Paul, and the difference of Paul and Victor is I think Paul should and would turn on Nakori quickly. I don't think his loyalty will be to Nakori as much as I think Victor's will be. Uh, I think that he will be the person that will be able, in that position, if he's in it, to backstab Nakori quickly and move on. I think he is gunning for a final two. I think he is gunning for a win. And every move matters with Paul, and he just seems to make the right ones. Uh, He's rarely made a bad move this season. And I think the biggest thing for Paul is to keep doing what he's doing. But at the end of the day, like I said about Victor, Paul is going to be the one without influence that's going to realize that he can't go to the final two with Victor and win. And he's going to have to do 
the hard job of really stabbing Victor in the back. And I know it's going to be hard on him because I think he genuinely does like Victor a lot. I think they are really good friends. I think they're going to be good friends outside the house. And I think they might get another chance to play, as a matter of fact, probably together, possibly. And I think that it's just one of those things that he realizes before Victor will that he's got to cut Victor. Uh, and that's why I think Paul is in a great position right now. I think he'll go up again. I think he can weasel his way out of it. I, I could see Paul being the one out of him and Victor that gets that final two because I think he's the one that can pull the trigger. Uh I actually put Natalie in one of my top spots, and it's like I said, uh, I love the spot that she's really in. Uh, she's a great candidate for a final two if she plays her cards right. Her and James are more than likely to go up with Victor winning the HOH. Um, and I think that James is the one that goes home if he doesn't win that POV. He's obviously the one that's going to go home. Uh, and I think that actually strength, strengthens her position. Natalie was never going to win the game. I hate to bust people's bubbles. I don't think that Natalie was ever going to win, okay? But I do think that Natalie is a perfect number two to take with you to guarantee you the win of the money, depending on who you are. Uh, and I think that it can guarantee the money for Natalie, uh, or get, guarantee the money for, for the, whoever's taking her. But it also gives Natalie that $50,000 second place, and I honestly think she's okay with that. So I think the position she's in is okay. I think she can finish final two. Um, and, and I think she can do it through absolute floating and doing nothing more than bringing up the fact that she's a great final two candidate. If she just does that, I think her, her chances are good. Everybody says, well, what happens to Natalie when James goes home? Natalie doesn't need to do a damn thing. Natalie just needs to be <coughs> low, off the radar, not win anything, and just remind people that she's a great final two to take. And I honestly think that she kind of sits in a reserve tank through nominations. And I think she's somebody that might be in that battle and eventually it's going to happen. You make that agreement for that final four. But that final four can't win the money. And pretty soon, Nicole and Corey and, and Victor and Paul are going to battle. And Natalie could very well slip into that final three, okay, and convince the, the two others that she is the right person to be sitting next to them. She's got a great opportunity for a final two situation. She won't win, but she can be final two, and people sometimes remember the second, the runner-up. Uh, it's, hey, it's better than going home eighth. Um, and she can also really explain that the jury dislikes her. And I think it's time for her to kind of get rid of James. I mean, James cannot do anything for her. Uh, I don't think that James is going to really help her out. Um, and, I mean, if he wins POV, he's got to save himself. I mean, he may save her. Man, you know what? He might just save her, and that's fine too, whatever. But that still leaves Natalie in a great position for a final two. In my bottom, before we get out of here in my bottom, we're going to talk a little bit about strategy and, and why these people are in the bottom. Nicole is in my top bottom, which kind of puts her in the middle, but I, I like her in the bottom. Um I think she had to pull the trigger and burn her final four deal with Natalie and James. Uh, her vote tonight to break the tie uh, exclusively, she really showed Nat and James that she's not working with them, although who knows if Nat and James understand that. Um, and it's a sad thing to say when you're down to a, what, a final, what are we down to, like a, a final six? It's a shame to think that somebody doesn't realize they're not they're not part of a Final Four deal, but it's possible that Nat and James are those people that don't realize it. 
But uh, I think that with Nicole pulling the trigger, I think it set her up a little bit with Nicole, uh, Natalie and James. If James somehow gets to stay, uh, I think he really does kind of come after Nicole and Corey in a weird way. Uh, I loved her nominations. I hated her renomination, which was nothing. Uh, I think she should have put James up. I think she should have taken a shot at James tonight. I think she should have sent him home, and I think she would have been in a much, much better position than where she's at now by sending Michelle home. Michelle and Natalie would have been a disaster together. They would have sunk. When these two girls were HOH, they thought they were the uh, cream of the crop in the house, and very quickly uh, that got learned that it's not the case. And I think that Natalie and James would, or Natalie and, and, and Michelle would have been in the exact same situation if James was voted out. I think Nicole's bad move tonight was not putting James up and sending him home. Uh, and, of course, knowing the HOH is Victor now, there's an opportunity for James to maybe win that HOH, and I think Nicole and Corey might have been in that spot. He might have put Nicole and Victor up. That would have been my guess. I think Nicole and maybe Victor because I think – in my opinion, that James has a little bit of a jealous side for Victor because he knew that Natalie and him had a small, short showmance. didn't last very long. But I think there's a little bit of jealousy on James's part for that. So I think that he probably would have definitely put up Nicole. He probably definitely would have put up Victor if he'd have won. That puts Nick, uh, Nicole in a very bad situation, um, which is why I wish Nicole would have made that move and why she's in the bottom. <coughs> Uh, it's just too dangerous to leave James in the game if you're Nicole. Uh, and, of course, in my in my, uh, my well, my second bottom slot, I guess we can figure out who's in the bottom slot. But James sits in that spot. i got to be honest, James has got to get aware of what's going on. He's got to catch on that Nicole and Corey are not working with him and Natalie. And the bad part about James is that James from this point on has to do nothing but win comps. When he's not winning POV, he's got to win HOH. When he's not winning HOH, he's got to win POV. That is James' life from here on out in this house. He has no opportunity, in my opinion, to be in the final two without just winning, 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 winning. I don't think James has it in him. I think James is more concerned about popularity with people outside the house, really you guys on Twitter and whatnot, and I think, he, I think he loves the adoration, and I think he loves being America's favorite player. To be honest with you, I think it means more to him to be America's favorite player than even runner-up. I think that's what he's been playing for. I think he's going to be sadly mistaken that that's not going to be the case for him. But I think that's what he's doing. Um, and I think that James is just in a bad spot of having to win uh, every week. It can't be taken to the Final Four. I don't see it. His partner's Natalie, and that's going to hurt too because I think – that the Natalie and James block, if it happens, and I think it will, I think it's going to cause those two to crack. I think Natalie's going to be very hard on him. And as we talked with the caller and uh, she brought up, I think that Natalie is going to badger poor James into the ground to the point where his soul is going to be broken, I believe, when they go up on the block. I just think she's going to be angry at him, and I think she's going to give him a hard time. Uh, And – I think it's going to throw James completely off his game. Uh, of course, in my last spot, well, there's nothing to really talk about Michelle. I think just Michelle lost her way. We talked about her eating, you know, comfort, you know, kind of comfort eating. Um, she was very mean about people behind their back. I know that happens, and I know Reyes did that in season uh, three, and, you know, it, it lost her the game, really. But 
you know, there's only so much you can say about people so many times, but I think that she went below the belt a couple of times. I think she was just mean-spirited. I think she's immature, and I think that she uh, was somebody who had good potential but just blew it. I think her attitude and the way that she talks about people in the house burned her bridges. I think that she's very immature when she was getting voted out. I mean, we want to see people blow up games. That's fine. I'm I'm actually really on board with somebody blowing up somebody else's game when they're going home. I just don't think that this last one kind of seemed like a half-hearted effort. It just really came out stupid. She looked like she was bitter. All Michelle has done for the last couple of weeks is come off extremely bitter. I think she's, like I said, I burned, she's burned her bridges. Uh, she was a bad player who stayed alive a long time by being non-threatening. She made really bad moves by moving in with Natalie and James. Never move in with a showmance and be the third wheel. You're never going to be the person that's important, and she found that out. Um, and I just think that Michelle ruined her own game. I think Michelle has no one to blame but herself. I think if she would have made some moves like keep Frank and get rid of Bridget instead of doing the reverse, I think she could have struck a deal with Frank to stay in the house. She saw Frank was really loyal to Bridget. I think she wanted that as well. I think she could have gotten that if she would learned to save Frank. I think she could have used the POV to take him down, and I think they could have worked together and probably done some good things in the house. But Michelle just wouldn't let herself do it. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to see Natalie and James put up on the block. We're going to see Natalie and James break. I think James is going to go home if he doesn't win the POV. It's going to be the whole house versus Natalie and James. That's a lot of really good comp players. Everybody in the house is going to get to play for POV this week. So I think James, uh, I think, uh, sorry, Paul and Victor and Corey are going to be really gunning for that POV to keep James up. I think James is in a, in a losing position at this point if that happens. Uh, if that's the case, I see James going home, and I see Natalie in a good position as he plays her cards right. I think this Final Four has to fight. They're going to fight. And I think it's going to have to be smarter for Nicole and Corey to talk uh, Victor and Paul into going uh, against each other more than anything. I think if they can sell them on, hey, we're in Final Four, I hope you realize you can't take Victor. Hey, I hope you realize you can't take Paul. I think it's a really smart play on Nicole and Corey's part to be in that final three if they do it smart. Uh, Natalie's going to be somebody who, if she can't convince people to take her, she's going home. She's going to be used as a pawn probably for Victor. Uh, Victor does decide this is the time to turn, or he wins the next HOH or the one after this one, I'm sorry, uh, in two weeks. It could be an opportunity for, for Victor to put Paul up or I'll be honest with you, I think it's a move that Paul will make on Victor in two weeks. So it's one of those things. We're going to see this Final Four start breaking up and start fighting. My hope as a viewer, as somebody who is part of the media of Big Brother, I believe the best Final Two this season is Victor and Paul. I've explained that why. Uh, It's going to be hard to see any other combination that's going to be really fun on finale night. These two guys deserve it. I really sincerely hope they do it. I hope they're dumb enough to take each other to the final. At the end of the day, I see Natalie in that third spot. I see Corey maybe in that third spot, but I don't see Nicole. It's going to be a really interesting couple of weeks, guys. Listen, next week I may have to do the show on Sunday. I've got some things that are coming up that I've got my week blocked out. If I if I'm going to do it Sunday, I'll let you know. Don't worry, we'll be we'll be within Thursday. If I don't do it Thursday night, I might have to do it on location. If I don't do it Thursday, we will definitely do a show on Sunday night 11. 
So keep your eyes open for that on Twitter. Guys, I can't thank you enough. Listen, we have almost 8,000 people that have listened to the show since this started, and it's all because of you guys. It's all credit to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of this. You don't know what it means to us that work on this show that we get that kind of uh, reaction. I hope you guys enjoy it. If there's anything you want to see changed, message the show. Let us know what you want to see different in the format. Maybe you want me to keep my mouth shut. But if you want that to happen, you got to call in. The show originally was kind of based on having a lot of calls come in and you guys just kind of talking uh, with me on what you think is going on and us going back and forth, as we've seen with 316, she calls every time. It can be that way if you guys want it to be and you want me to be quiet, call in. But let us know. Hey, what do you want to see change for uh, Big Brother uh, uh, over the top? What do you want to see change in this show? We're listening, folks. Either way, I thank you so much. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I know it's a dark, cold world. I tell you guys every week. Somebody out there loves you. I appreciate you. I thank you for listening to the show. You mean a lot to me. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Big Brother After Show. I'm your host, Sam. Take care. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.